Welcome to the Embody Your Design podcast. I am your host, Amy May, 6'3 Emotional Manifesting Generator. I am obsessed with human design and mindset tools and using them to create a life beyond my wildest dreams. My goal with this podcast is to bring you human design and share stories around how you too can begin to embody your human design. What is talked about in this podcast are the thoughts and opinions of me and my guests. I'm always welcome to feedback should you have any. Thank you for being here and let's dive in as we embody our human design one conversation at a time. interview that you guys are about to listen to. I interview Adeline. She is another manifester who is just so much in her magic, so much in her power, and she shares like so much wisdom. I I have been following her for a while and there's just so much power to what she shares. There's so much power and beauty in the work that she brings to the world, and I like cannot wait for you guys to listen to this interview. It is so good. And something that I want to uh, have you guys keep in mind, like, regardless of whether you're a manifester or not, like, think about things that maybe you relate to and how can you take someone else's story and use it as evidence of things that you can create, things that you can do on your own. How can you use, like, what you're listening to to empower yourself, to um, bring about more beauty and more... Uh, just a positive and abundance into your life like that's the whole purpose of this podcast is just to bring so many different stories just to introduce you to so many different people and how you can relate to these people and like see how powerful that you really are and how you can like tap even deeper into your unique human design and just taking a look at everything so I cannot wait for you guys to listen to this next episode and I would love to hear your thoughts all right guys here it is Oh my gosh, I am so excited today to be interviewing Adeline. She is a 6-2 splenic manifester and she has her own uh, business, like the Embodied Flow. And I just, I love like what she's doing. And we were talking a bit about human design and um, we have like similar experiences. And this is like the really cool thing about human design is that you can be like a different type from somebody, but you can still have like similar similar views and similar experiences because of different elements that maybe are similar in your charts or even just how you experience life and like move through life. So I am so excited to be doing this interview. This is going to be so good. So um, Adeline, if just to start off, do you just want to introduce yourself? Like maybe um, share a little bit about what you do and a, and a little bit, a brief, like, like what is your human design? Um, just introduce yourself for everybody listening. Yep. So hello, I'm Adeline. Um, I am Chinese Australian, currently living in a small surf town called Uluwatu here in Bali. Um, it has been, sorry, there's some dogs in the background. Um, and I am a um, feminine embodied leadership mentor and guide. Um, and also I am a mentor to many festers and 
um, what Amy mentioned earlier about embodied flow. It is a combination of sound movement, breath, um, getting to know your body and allowing yourself to take yourself into this shamanic journey and really experiencing yourself. I feel like as women, um, we are so disconnected from our body wisdom. And um, that is something that I have put together based on my own experience. And um, yeah, this is, and also something I want to add is I'm an artist above everything all. Oh, awesome. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And so, um, like, as a true, like, manifester, you've got, like, so many things that you do. Um, when you first, like, learned your human design, um, like, what was your experience with it? And, like, did it, when you learned it, did it feel like you related to it right away? Or did it take, like, some time for you to like adjust to it? Like what was your experience when you first learned about your human design? So when I first, very first um, found out my chart, that was when I went through my spiritual awakening as well. And I was like, wow, it makes a lot of sense um, on how, you know, we were not understood as a child and how we have this voice that might be a little bit too much for people. Um, so there was a start and I kind of passed it aside. I was like, oh my God, it makes sense. And it wasn't until about April last year where I started really digging deep into it because I kind of felt stuck um, after, you know, as you do after you went through a spiritual awakening. And at that time, it really gave me a lot of permission to really speak up. Um, a big thing that I talk about is around sexuality and how it actually helped us tap into our power and become better leader and how I experienced my own sexual awakening at that time, it was very different. And I felt like knowing that I was a manifesto, almost like, okay, you're meant to experience things differently. You're meant to speak things differently. You're meant to introduce new energy to the world. Um, and also what we spoke about before we started recording this is that you said you were an experiential learner and I am as well. And I have a gate 35 on my chart which basically, you know, it's all about new experiences. And I was like, okay, that makes a lot of sense because, you know, what, you know, I have made a lot of crazy decisions for, to many people. But for me, it's like, that's how I learn. I prefer to learn through experience and then I do my research and then I go through the intellectual stuff to understand. So like human design has really helped me understood that. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. And like we, we, what we were talking about before is that we are both like experiential learners and we both have the uh, like six line profile, which in your first, you know, for most of your life kind of acts like a three line where, which is all about like the experience, which is all about, yes. you know, you learn through doing and everything. And so it's really interesting to like, see that come into play. And, um, a lot of people like, that maybe I don't know everybody's like profile or any or numbers or what they are like when I interact with them but it, it a lot of times like I would guess like maybe like people are all like maybe a one profile line or like maybe a two or something where um you do really need like that like foundational knowledge and you crave that like, oh, I need to know all these things. I need to know all these facts before um, I can actually like do the thing and like embody it. But for 
other people and it doesn't matter what your type is because I'm a manifesting generator and Adeline is a uh, manifester like we learn by doing so it's like oh I need to experience this first before I can like fully like maybe like teach it or like know all the facts it's more about like what we experience um yeah and I, I just think that's incredibly beautiful and um just kind of talking about and doing the whole point of this podcast is to give you guys like insights into how we experience our human designs and all differently um so like my next question is like as a manifester how how have you used like what you've experienced with your human design in like running your business and running and um like a something that like talking with other manifestors in business especially ones who are starting out like they struggle with like being consistent and like uh like keeping on like changing their minds and like oh like this lights them up at one point but then like oh wait now I don't want to do this anymore like how has being a manifester and having your own business how what has your experience been with like your energy and everything and how do you like work with it that's a very good question so what I've learned about being a manifester is that it you know back to where we spoke about today like it has really given me a voice I mean I have always been quite loud out there but I think in terms of like really solidifying what my message and what I stand for being a man like knowing that I'm a manifesto and I'm here to to basically pave the way for a lot of other people like us that has given me the confidence that I needed and in terms of the part where you say that manifesto are meant to start things and not finish them that is an interesting one because as manifestors we do have massive vision we do have gazillion ideas we never lack of ideas you know and what I have also learned to realize through my own experiences is that just because we have a lot of ideas sometimes that ideas were not necessarily like ours in the sense that it doesn't light us up it's just because we can see things at such like bird's eye view that you know like for me anyways like I want to do all of these and I have tried a lot of different things I mean I was in corporate, but then I have been, I was a blogger, influencer, content creator, and then I was a personal trainer, a well-being coach, and then I started my marketing agency. So I have tried a lot of different things. And so I think knowing that I was a manifest, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But one thing that I have really noticed as well is as I start to really build the foundation of my business, even though we're not meant to, you know, run the whole process. It is very important to make sure that if we have decided that we want to start something or if there is a new idea that we have to 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 create whatever it, that needs to create through that. And when we move on to the next, pro, next project, making sure that we are letting go for sure. Because I think what I've noticed for myself and some of my clients is that when you let go of something, because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not meant to finish things off, but energetically, we are still holding on to the last idea. And so it's really important to, to make sure that, okay, I've done this part. So, you know, for example, for me, it's like there was one, um, one part of my life. It's a lot about being a digital nomad, about creating a life that, you know, a freedom lifestyle. And I had, you know, um, 
some courses around that and having to let that go because that is no longer a part of my brand and my, my, my path right now. And instead of holding on, I used to do that. Even though I've let that business go, there is still this holding on to it. And that's why we feel tight all the time and we don't have a defined sacral like the generators and the manifesting generators. So that's something. And in terms of energy, I am a, like the modality that I follow first is really honing on to our feminine energy. And once you have access to your sexual energy, your creative energy, we are actually, we're not meant to be tired all the time. Like when you are tired all the time, you really, it, it, it's a sign that you're out of alignment and you're a burnout. And also learning how to work with your cycle as a woman, knowing when, you know, like when you feel tight, when you feel creative, um, that's also really important. That's what I've learned. And I was, um, no, I was, I am a splenic manifesto, which means that that is like the most primal, primal response, um, primitive inner authority according to human design. Um, so what that has helped me is that it has really helped me build a relationship with my nervous system. Like, because, you know, we are always going, go, go, go. So knowing that, okay, my splint is talking, but is that my fight or flight response and really doing a lot of work around that. And that's how I created Embodied Flow. So yeah, these are the different things. And what I find um, through my own experiences and through the people that I've worked with is that I feel that the inner authority is a good guidance into how we make our decisions. But I believe that as women, our entire body is a whole inner authority system on its own. Oh, yeah. I, um, I, I totally feel that. Like, I've been like learning more and diving more into human, even with the human design part. And like, yes, you have your inner authority, but like, at least for me, I have like, I have pretty much all the authorities defined except for reflector, like, cause I have, um, all my centers are defined, but my roots. So I've noticed, oh, wow. that, yeah, I'm like, yeah. So I've noticed with decision-making that, um, like I'm an emotional authority because that's, I have that defined and that's like the hierarchy, but I also have my spleen. So, you know, I, I make intuitive decisions. I have my sacral. So I use that, like asking yes, no questions. Um, I use, like, I have my G center defined. And, and so it's like my identity. So I definitely, like, I feel that with like women, like with women, like using your entire body to make those intuitive decisions, um, not, not only because I experience like all, like a little bit of like all the authorities, but just because I've noticed like, is especially with emotional authorities, like it's rough, like with your feelings, like when is the right time? Like, am I feeling too excited? Am I feeling too down? Like, that's just, uh, uh but really like tr learning to trust your body and learning to trust like yourself versus um like tr listening to other people or like you know having other people influence your decisions um it's just so powerful when you can begin to like trust and listen to your own body and honor that versus honoring like other people or like 
having other people's voices in your head and stuff so exactly I have Scorpio moon so I feel that emotional depth and like up and down and I mean I never would be able to fully know what an emotional authority is but I feel that it's not necessarily a bad thing when you have to make you know it's almost like when you're emotionally down you shouldn't make decisions but sometimes you just gotta honor your emotions um so like like what you said it's like you have this different part of you that it's all part of you and you know if for those with the ego authority like if your heart is closed you can't really you know there's all these different layers which I feel that human design might not have covered that but it was a very good um but knowing that I was splenic was a very good like guidance for me to start paying attention if something pops up I write it down and then I can come back later but actually start paying attention to that little splenic nudge has been very helpful for me to start tuning into like the different parts of like your intuition as a woman Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I've noticed that too like um it was funny, like, yeah, I have like weird, I don't like driving. Um, and I don't really don't like changing lanes. And I felt this intuitive nudge that didn't make sense to like go into another lane and I didn't listen to it. And then like, I should have, because I would have like avoided some like uncomfortability because there was like a lane closed, like that I wasn't aware of. Cause I had been gone for like three days and uh, hadn't driven that road for a while so I didn't know there was road construction so it's like you notice like hindsight you're like oh I felt that nudge but like that didn't make sense so I didn't follow it but really like a lot of the times those nudges don't necessarily make sense and it's it's like your guidance system like trying to like protect you and like keep you safe or like maybe give you lead you to something that you really do want and you're trying to maybe like manifest into your life so like learning to pay attention to those nudges and they just they really do like they feel like nudges whether you have your spleen spleen defined or undefined or anything like that like I've talked to different people and they and it really does It, it feels like a nudge it feels like maybe like a thought comes into your head or like an impulse to take an action. And like when you're able to recognize when those happen, that like so many amazing things like can come about. In exactly. Life. Like when you, when you feel the chills around your body, when you feel like there's different signs that your body's trying to tell you the moment you connect to it. Um, yeah. I feel like human, what I see is human design is very three dimensional so it's good to kind of help, you know expand our mind in terms of the potential that we have but the actual integration the application the experiment of that you know that we, we are so much more than that especially as women because we have these multi like sensory like sensation that we get to feel through our body that was not taken into account by human design yeah and um a lot of it has to do with, you know, with when human design is taught in like the easiest way or the simplest way to teach it is like to segment everything like, okay, learn about all the gates, learn about all the centers, learn about, 
you know, all the, the like arrows, which we call like the variables and like, then, then the type and then the authority, but really like everything all like flows together and it is like much more complicated. And so once you like take a look at like your experience and like know all these like little pieces, you can begin to see how they all like piece together where it's not like a simple direct answer of, oh, I'm, I'm a manifesting generator. So that means I need to have like, you know, five projects going on at the same time and all this, but no, like that's not necessarily always true. Like there's all these different layers, all these different pieces to who you are and your energy. Yes. Yes. And so it's, it's about like, you know, when I do try to do like my sessions and everything, like I go, okay, like, hey, what are you struggling with? Like, what, what is something you're struggling with? Let's take a look at your chart and see what's going on and see like if we can dive in and give you some support and see like what's going on energetically here versus just like, you know, I started out doing like these generic, like, okay, here's your type, here's your profile, blah, blah, blah. But I found that in those sessions, I was just talking the entire time and my client wasn't getting as much out of it. But then when I kind of changed it and had it be more of like an intuitive session and uh, I, I really try to make sure like people feel like supported with me. But when I switched to that, like I ended up like building better connections with people and then people started wanting to like come back and like asking more questions and getting more support when I approached it from like this, not this like teaching all these things separately way, but like really looking at like all the layers of all the energy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I love it. I think that's like the new, the new, I think the more integrated way, because I know for my own experiences, when I start sharing my experience like I have people just basically shouting like that's not the way you know you're meant to experiment this is very mechanical but like my brain like you know I spend most of my 20s being in my brain and the whole you don't really want to have another layer slap on top of you and that's also a um a pattern that I see the people that usually hold on to the graph like the chart like it's like it's Bible. I mean, I used to call it my Bible. It's like the ones that literally go back to the chart for every problem that they have in their life. And I feel that, you know, while it, it does give you some insight as to why certain things happen to your life, but when we give so much power away to a chart, we are essentially kind of going from a creator mode into a victim mode. That's how I see it. Oh yeah. Yes. Um, I, I'm going to be honest. Like, I mean, I know, I know parts of my chart, but other parts I'm like, I don't know it as well as, you know, maybe other people, because I don't always refer to it. I like look to it. If like, there's something going on or maybe I'll look at like the transits kind of like you know with astrology and that's what like the transit yes. are and I'm just like okay I'm feeling like really extra emotional today and I'm not sure why like me I might like look at the transits or um or I have a friend who's really into astrology like she'll like text us and be like oh it's like 
this the moon's in cancer today so yeah like or like this like star is coming i i don't remember um i'm not i don't know astrology as well but like it then it'll be like oh well, like emotions may be heightened today i'm like oh okay that makes sense to me and it's not like i'm not like ooh what's the transit today? Like, what am I going to be feeling today? Like, no, because I like your thoughts influence your reality. So if you're like going to be constantly searching for something, then of course it's going to come in. But if you're allowing it to flow in and allowing your life to flow like naturally, and then maybe looking for some insight into, oh, maybe something's going on in the cosmos. Um, and it's not necessarily like, you know, something wrong with me then exactly. that's that, to look at. that's it when it's not something wrong with me I mean what I've noticed like something that was very profound was during the eclipse season where you know we all was dumb into the deep mud um and I went through like my own um journey and then I realized the lesson that I needed to learn was integrity and then somehow this post popped up I think during like the jinky transits during that week or that during that June period was integrity and I was like wow like there is you know I think there is a lot of merit to knowing what it is but like you said it's so much I guess better for us because we like to experience stuff um for us to like okay we're going through this oh that's why I'm being extra cranky today and that's why this happens and then that kind rather than planting the story and allowing that narrative to create our reality as opposed to how we want to create the reality. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, I love, I love it. Um, so I just, I love, I'm loving this conversation so far. Like we are getting into like some really excellent yes. stuff. Um, my other question is uh is around informing like the manifestor strategy of like informing have you has there so when you first like learned about it like do, do you remember like any experiences where you felt like uncomfortable with it and uh, like how has that like strategy like shown up like in your life like any maybe any stories or experiences you want to share um around like that informing piece that's a really interesting one. So I was working a lot on self-expression before, like I found out about human design and the moment I kind of, like when I found out that informing, it just for me, it really kind of re-emphasized that I kind of have already been doing it without realizing. And I think at that time, I'll, um, what has helped me is to realize that when people don't respond to me or when I put something out there, people don't immediately resonate with that. It's not about me. It's sometimes it takes time. So there was some deep like rejection and abandoned moon wound that I had to work on on my end. But, but then once I noticed that, I noticed that my friends, when I tell them I'm going here and then they were like, oh, I'm coming, I'm coming. Or they would tell me something and I was like, I'm joining. But what I also want to highlight is that I think I have placed myself in an environment. I live in, I've been living in Bali for full time the past two years and longer before. So I feel that people here are a lot more open-minded mm -hmm. and there are less like projections of people. It, like the, the, the culture we have here is pretty flowy. So if things doesn't go around, it's not as, you know, like 
not impactful, but it, it's easy to get away with stuff. So I feel like that has helped with my informing. But my view on informing is not an extra step. It's simply just, you know, you're just being the fullest expression of who you are and the informing takes care of itself. So, you know, like if I have something to say, um, but that also comes with self-awareness and discernment because you don't just project everything out there. But I think that for me, informing is just an expression and it just really has opened up a whole new level of expressing um, for me. I love that. I, I love that because sometimes it can feel like, you know, when you're informing, it can feel, it can feel kind of hard, but um, it can feel in, inauthentic or like um, when I learned about it, I realized I had been naturally been doing it, but I had wounding around it because people would be like, why are you telling me this? Like, I don't need to know oh, this. Yeah. And all, and, yeah. and all this stuff. And I, I felt like weird. So then I would like stop doing it, but then like, then I stopped doing it. And then people would get upset and I'm like, oh my gosh, but I really love it as like, you know what, this is a form of self-expression and like sharing who you are and everything. And then everything just kind of takes care of itself. Um, and really just stepping more into like who you are and being like, really strong and confident where like, yeah, maybe somebody doesn't like you informing or like sharing what you're doing, but just doing it anyway. Like it's because it's this, it's this piece of, it's just letting people know it's not asking for permission. It's not asking for anyone's opinion. Yeah. <laughs> that one, not asking for permission. And I think a lot of manifestors are just women in general it's like we're always waiting for permission and I think that what I see from a lot of the people in my community is that when you inform with an expectation of some sort of response that you want and you don't get that that's when you're like informing is not working informing is not working it's but then you know it takes a lot of self-love and acceptance to know that well whatever it is that I say you might not agree with it but then I've done my part so it's up to you as to how you want to respond to that and that is a whole piece of work on its own. And I think what, I guess, sometimes what people look for the quick fix from human design, okay, these explains why la di da di da and then they just kind of follow with it. And, you know, and I feel that at the end of the day, when it comes to true person, it really is about listening, understanding, and really speaking your truth. And that takes practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. It does. And um, with, with that in mind, like, let's say there's somebody who's listening, who is like, uh, because the informing piece work, it, I mean, it can be for anybody, but especially manifestors or manifesting generators. Like if you're like, what advice would you give? Like with somebody who's trying to like step into their own and like inform and then they're coming up around like resistance do you have any advice or any words of wisdoms to share with anybody who may be struggling with that piece yes so what I would advise is really getting clear as to what you stand for and that might take a while to understand and also when you are trying to inform ask yourself, is it because it's what's authentic to you at the moment? Because, you know, that's something that I have to speak up. And that's 
you know, would usually be something that you personally feel really strongly about is because, okay, this, I cannot speak about this. And also knowing that, you know, if you're so um, sure about your truth, which means that when you actually inform, there are people that are not going to like it. You might, you know, it might take a little while to understand, to know that, you know, you, you're good, you might still get triggered. Like, doesn't mean that, you know, when I see like a bad feedback, doesn't mean that I don't, you know, I'm still human, but then being able to come back and like, you know what, it's just a different, it's just different truth and being able to respect that. And on the other side of the spectrum is that if you notice yourself as a way to speak up in a way to try to convince others trying to prove a point, then maybe you want to ask yourself if this is this the time? Because I do feel that there are there is there are moments where you need it to prove your point to, to to strengthen your voice. A good example of that is how many times have you seen like a conversation in a Facebook group or you know somewhere that you kind of have something to say. You can either go, nah, I don't want to get into this mess. I don't want to get into this drama. So you don't speak up. But on the other hand, you're like, I really want to, you know, share my opinion on this, but I don't know how other people is going to think. And you wouldn't know until you start kind of testing here and there. And there's no right or wrong way to do that. And there, you know, there are moments where you have to, you might get into some not so pretty conversations with people but then through that you learn what you want to speak up on and what you decide to let it go and kind of get into peace as a manifester but at the end of the day I think really check in with yourself and see are you not asking any questions are you not saying no are you not speaking up is it because you 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 feel that you might get um like you might get judged or whatever or is it because you generally don't want to speak up about that particular subject. Mm, yeah, that's the that's really great advice. Like it's taking a look at like and it's not only giving yourself permission to speak when you want to speak, but also maybe not to speak, not to share when you um when you don't want to. Um I think sometimes especially like you what I've observed in my life with like human design and sometimes like um because I have an undefined root I just feel pressure to like do certain things and it's not because somebody has told me it's be and it's like it's not anything it's like it almost feels like it's like the scenario that I've put in my head where oh my gosh if I don't do this then um they're gonna be like mad something bad's gonna happen yeah yes yes and so it, it's definitely like on an energetic level and so um something I, I've been playing around with is like boundaries and like just pretty much just telling somebody like hey I don't want to talk about that I don't want to share my experience I'm keeping it to myself for now because this feels good to me and um like sometimes people honor that sometimes they don't um but it feels like incredibly powerful just to say no like I do not want to talk about this right now uh so I really love yes. what you shared and yeah I mean when I first found out I was a manifesto and I went through this moment and you know I I'm very excited to share like my experience to people and 
what I noticed is when you share it with people who aren't ready to hear it on an energetic point of view, because it's not received by the other end, you drain energy as well. And then mm. what you might not realize is when you try to share it with these kind of people, the potency of what you have to speak about has been diluted. And also from your own energetic point of view, what you don't realize is because the other person wasn't ready to receive it you might subconsciously try to convince them or try to you know explain to them and through that it just gets you fucking exhausted <laughs> yeah pretty much like if you're uh I talk about like we're not meant to force things um even people with like the defined ego like yes you technically have access to willpower but if you're using that too much and like if you're trying to force things like too much it's going to pull you out of alignment it's you're going to feel like really drained you're going to feel like incredibly exhausted and not like replenished and I just remember something you said earlier and I never commented on it is like in general like whether you're I know this is talked about a lot for like generator types, but no matter what your type is, if you're feeling tired all the time, like you're out of alignment, like we are meant, we are all meant to like take rest. We are all meant to um, like do things that we enjoy and live life that feels good to us. Like no matter what your type is, no matter what your chart says it's just that with each individual person that rest that like rejuvenation is going to look different like for me I can rest and rejuvenate with like a good like juicy book and juicy is defined differently to me depending on my mood um (laughs) but like I I can relax like with a really good book or a nap and some people like they love their naps or maybe they just relax by like taking a leisurely walk outside like this rejuvenation can look it's such an individual piece um and just taking care of yourself and not feeling tired all the time is like a sign of being connecting connecting to your body um Mm -hmm. i mean i did i did a live in my um course last week around how i don't know if you know this like you know there's this kind of not joke but that this term like you know never take advice from generators but what i spoke about in that training was generators are not the enemy the patriarch way is because if you think about the entire system technically the ones that build up this whole working culture was us manifestors if you look at Hitler so now like you know generators are only doing what they know best they thrive with structure they thrive with you know um organized calendar they thrive in learning one single skills and I hate all of them but it's not like you know they wake up one day I'm like hey let's make manifestors life hard you know um, and I think that the burnout culture is, is a collective phenomenon that, like you said, like everyone is so out of alignment because we have been focusing on all these things that we want to chase that we don't even know what it is that we want. Like you said, you know what supercharge you, but a lot of people don't. Like they don't know when to take a rest. It's like they can commit to like a 30 days meditation by a hacking practice, but they can't commit to 30 days of pleasure and resting and 
just asking your body what what she or he needs to to to, to get back to, to equilibrium mm-hmm. yeah and it's it's not necessarily like I don't even know where this like collective culture of like hustle and working hard like um for most of my a majority of my working life uh I had like at least two or three jobs and working anywhere from like 50 to sometimes like almost 80 hour weeks um all the while like with this stream to build my business and it was like this you know you talk to people and it was almost like this competition like I work more than you oh I have more jobs than you I have more responsibility than you and that was like the culture when I you know first graduated college when I was 22 it was like how many jobs do you have how much are you working like how much can you hustle and it it never felt good to me, but I mean, that's like a whole other conversation. And a lot of people are forced into it um, with, I mean, being able to survive, being able to make like a living income through like jobs. If you don't have a good enough job, like you need another one to supplement it. And so they're forced to, but like, really like we're designed to not like work as hard as we've been working and um no matter like what your type is like I mean heck I I mean I said I'm a manifesting generator like eight out of nine centers defined and uh I didn't I didn't always like working all the time like in my business yes I tend to do more than other people um because it lights me up and I just I really enjoy it but that's the key. It's like, it doesn't always feel like work to me. Like it feels like pleasure. And that's it's creative expression. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you, it's like you said, work is pleasure because you really enjoy it. And I think that this is also, I think what the shift that I've been seeing is that a lot of people are in a business or they build a business that they thought they liked. And then it becomes another, like another prison or mold that they are trapped inside. That's how I felt. And because then, you know, it was great at that time because it gave me freedom from the corporate matrix. But then I feel as women, especially like we thrive on like creativity, mm-hmm. you know, we, we thrive on being able to create, to, to just create. And when we try to fight that or we try to suppress that thinking, there's all these things that we need to do, that energy that we take to, to suppress that need for creativity is also contributing to why we are feeling like tired and burnout and just not wanting to do anything Mm -hmm. yeah and like the thing is the thing to keep in mind is like yes like even even when you have your own business and you're like creating and everything and um you don't need to do everything right away like there I like uh one of my coaches said like there's no real emergencies in your business like especially like when you you're in charge of your own business like you're the ceo like yes okay maybe you said you were gonna do something um you know this certain day but oh my gosh 
something happened, like, and you know, whether it's like a family emergency, like somebody's in the hospital, I mean, that's not nice to think about, but, or like whether you, like your power goes out and you have like no internet and no way to connect with people. Like there's no way to do it. You just find a way to let people know. Like I've seen people like on Facebook, like, oh, this person's in Facebook jail. Like they can't show up. Like, I mean, that's not, it's not like the end of the world. It's not like, you just let people know like, hey, I can't do it this day. Like we're all human. We all have human moments. And so having this mentality of like, there's no real emergencies in my business. Like even if it feels like it, it's not really an emergency. It's not really like, you know, five years down the line, does it matter if you pushed back what you said you were going to do by 24 hours because of circumstantial things? No, not really. Um, so giving yourself that permission to and like releasing that pressure to keep on like doing things that you know you said you were going to do like yes be in integrity like you know like do that but um but giving yourself that permission to not feel all that pressure to like do it all now like be in that flow be in that like creative energy and enjoy what you're doing like, I think that's just so important. And that's what exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I love it. Um, so I'm going to like wind it down a little bit here. I have a couple more questions. Like, so for somebody who is completely new to like human design, they're like looking up their chart and they're like, oh my gosh, what do I do? Where do I start? Like, do you have any advice for anybody um, who is just beginning to like look at their human design? Yes. So what I usually advise people is that take whatever that resonates the most with you. Like I think when you look at the charts, sure, like you have the big thing of like, oh my God, yes, everything is a yes. And then when you kind of dive into the gate, there would usually be one or two that really stand out for you. Mm -hmm. um, and from there, start with those two don't try to you know take the whole dictionary of hd or try to understand the entire chart and a very good analogy that i put out is you don't go to a degustation dinner and ask for all 16 courses served to you at once mm -hmm. you have 16 courses you you have the the first course and you kind of go through that and human design is that way like for me what really stood out for me was the gate 35 which was the um, new experiences and also I have the channel one and eight so it's all about creative expression and that was the time I started to kind of tap into my creativity so those were the two things that I've worked on and then I haven't really checked you know look at my chart like you like you know you only go back to when you need it and so if you have just came to it good to know that what your hidden superpowers are from your chart but then after that just pick one or two that really resonate with yourself and kind of see how can you apply more of that into your life because if you have the entire 16 courses at once you're going to be so overwhelmed and then that becomes another prison to trap you into mm, I love that I love that like keep it keep it simple like look at things and like pick a cup maybe like one or two that like resonate with you and start there and then like move on and like dive 
dive even deeper to that. Like, I, I love it. I love it. Um, and I'm glad you do. Yeah, it's really great. And like, um, obviously, like if you listeners, if you're like not sure where to even start with human, like human design, like you've looked up your chart and you're just really confused, reach out to me. Like there's how to reach me in the show notes and everything. So I can help you with even like, beyond that like what like what the heck is a manifester what the heck is like a generator like what does all that mean like I got you don't worry um and um like final question like if anybody is wanting to like reach out to you or like work with you like how can they uh, find you online like and obviously like we'll get the links we'll have all the links in the show notes but like where can people find you so you can hit me up on Instagram. I have a manifesto specific um, Instagram account. That's human design underscore manifesto underscore magic. Um, so that's for all the manifestors who are listening. But every other design is welcome to as well. Um, and I also have some videos on YouTube, which is Adeline Err, um, that was very catered to um, human design as well. So yeah, I think those are the two main one that's related to human design. But if you want to see more of, you know, I talk a lot about sex in my private account. Like it's just, that's what I do about the feminine energy, about the feminine empowerment. That would be, I am Adeline Err on Instagram. And yeah, and I have a website too. So everything would be on my Instagram profile. Awesome. Yeah. And like I said, we'll, we'll link all of that in the show notes for you guys, but I just wanted to give people an opportunity to follow and see more of your content because like this interview has been like, so amazing. I have loved it. I have like learned so much and I love it. It's really nice to be able to talk human design in a more like layered way because I find it very challenging to find someone that understands the, the, the multi-layers of human design. Like I think a lot of people kind of speak to it to to what it is. So it's, I have like a great time chatting and like knowing that someone has similar views to me in terms of how that system can be such an empowering and liberating tool if we just take what we need. Yes. And uh, just so you guys know, like I love to follow different human design counts, like you know, whether it's like projector accounts or manifestor accounts or reflector accounts, like uh, just because when I, I love like looking and seeing, observing how other people like experiencing. So even if you're not a manifestor, like go follow her manifestor account. I yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And also I have recently just like what I'm going to be posting in the future is more of what I, you know, I, how do I say this? I kind of just let go literally a couple of days ago that I'm going to stop speaking to like defined centers or like the, the, the jargon of human design, but more of a overall kind of thing. So that might be interesting too. Yeah. It sounds so interesting. I'm like, definitely, definitely going to check that out. Uh, but I want to thank you so much for doing this interview with me. Uh, I had so much fun. I'm sure, I'm sure you had fun. It's not, it's, I can, sense that I'm just assuming yes thank you for having me (laughs) yeah thank you all right and um Thanks for listening to today's episode. Want to dive even deeper? I invite you to check out my free membership and 
embody your design. We dive deep into how you can embody your unique human design. Link to join is in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, I would appreciate a review on iTunes. As a special thank you, you can send your screenshot of the review to theamymay at gmail.com and my team will send you a little gift. I invite you to tag me on Instagram at theamymay with your favorite part of this episode. Thanks again for listening and see you in the next episode.